This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Heather Bain. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that talks entrepreneurship with some of the best businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk about the challenges of starting a new air conditioning business. In studio with us today are Samantha Rodriguez and Fabian Salazar, the owners of All About AC. Samantha, welcome to the show. Thank you. You bet. Fabian? Hey, Mark. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, guys. Also in the studio with us today is Heather Bame, a certified business coach that works with business owners to gain clarity and achieve their goals. Heather, welcome back to the show. Always glad to be here. And I'm your host, Mark Evander, the owner of Krukus Marketing Agency, a company that specializes in giving small businesses, uh, like myself, a competitive edge by hiring low-cost remote working specialists from outside the United States, which is how I built my entire company. A quick reminder for our listeners, you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. And if you are a business owner in the San Antonio area and would like to have your company featured on the show, if you want to come and sit next to me and be all nervous like Fabian over there, <laughs> <laughs> just reach out to our uh, our folks at, in the office at uh, 210-879-8804. That's 210-879-8804. Or you can go to satalkradio.com and click on that guest link there. All right, so um, we were talking before we kind of came on about kids, getting our kids involved in the business and entrepreneurship. And Samantha, you were talking about one of your kiddos just, uh, what did she do? Uh, Emery, she came up to us and was like, hey, Mama, I want to sell this slime that I made. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so nerve-wracking. And <laughs> I was like, but let's go. Who am I to, like, you know, turn Kill off her dream. flame? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, let's go. And we went to our neighbors, and sure enough, she sold all her slime. Uh, it, it was crazy. Yeah. How many people did she have to go to to sell that? Uh, it was just like five people back to back, and they all bought it. They all bought it. <laughs> Do you think they needed it, or were they just like, oh, she's cute, we'll go ahead and buy it? Actually, that's funny. So I didn't see anything, you know, that it would be worth, but one of the neighbors actually said, yeah, I could use this to clean my car, like to dust out little corners of her car. So, oh. yeah. Okay. What do you think about all that, Fabian? At first, I was a little weirded out. I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, this is so embarrassing. And uh, she actually told me first. So I, I was doing something. I was just like, real quick. I was like, what? No. Uh, and then she went to her. And then she told me, she's like, hey, go take her. And then, of course, I took a minute. And then she's like, I'm going to take her. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, so then they go. And then she sells like three of them. And then she comes back and she's like, I'm gonna make more, yeah, uh, so I can sell more, and then and then it was my turn, so I was like, okay, I'll go with you. So then we ended up going, and it was, it was just, she sold all of them. I think this one guy didn't have cash, so that was the only oh. the only thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, the lesson learned. Get, yeah. get some kind of pay <laughs> app or something yeah. going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is kind of there's some similarities because when you guys started your AC business, there was this like, hey, we could just do this ourselves, right? And there's that mm -hmm. that nervousness that. That self-worth comes in there. This is why, you know, empowering our kids at a young age with, yeah, you can do that absolutely 100% mm -hmm. and helping them make it a reality. That stuff sticks with us our whole life. Mm -hmm. So good job on getting that going. Well, mm -hmm. and and something that I always find unique is I did not, I was not an entrepreneurial kid. I was not selling slime to my neighbors <laughs> at all. I was just like, I'm going to get a job. And I just kind of grew into entrepreneurship as an adult so were you guys entrepreneurial kids or is that something where you're kind of realizing it in adulthood um 
actually Fabian was very much an entrepreneur since he was, and I said that wrong, but he was definitely one a business minded since he was a little kid. He would sell. I mean, you want to go ahead? Yes, my uh, I, I was I was fortunate enough to have uh, a dad growing up, so it was just my single mom and uh, my two older sisters. And so growing up, we didn't really have the best money. Pretty much, we grew up in the slums, and um, my mom would work at a flea market. And so every weekend, instead of everyone going, or instead of you know the kids staying at home and all that, no, she would take us because we she didn't have a babysitter for one, so she would just take us to the flea market and then. You know, we would just be there every Saturday and Sunday, hot, cold, mm. rain, mm -hmm. like whatever, and selling wh whatever she gets her hands on. And mm. so that uh, I, I, I started seeing that at, a, at an early age. And um, the people next to me, uh, they had like a little restaurant and they were like, hey, do you want to come and work for me? And then I think I started working for that Saturday and Sunday. I, I would work for like $15 a day. And I thought it was, like, the best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of arcade <laughs> games. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Well, uh, no, actually. So Fabian tells this, like, wonderful story about when he made his first hundred bucks and how he was like, how can I spend this? And he saw an infomercial late at night about selling stuff on the Internet. So he went and used his money that he made from his first whatever uh, to buy that book or whatever to sell stuff on the internet and so that just goes to show like how he's always just been like let's make more money let's make more money instead of spending that money on arcade games he was like how can i make more oh you're way ahead of where i was at yeah. every <laughs> quarter i had <laughs> space invaders and whatnot so that's cool but so now your your kids are growing up in a different environment right because mm -hmm. they're seeing you guys build your business out and all of the challenges struggles husband and or you guys aren't husband and wife, but I mean, pretty much husband yeah, and wife, right? Yeah. But you guys are having those discussions in the house, and, and if it's like my house, some of them can get a little bit tense at times, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. the kids are, they're learning mm -hmm. how to, you know, I guess face those challenges that are coming up, and that it's okay, right? It's okay to have difficulty and have serious discussions about stuff, but everything's good, right? We're, all, we're moving in a forward direction, which is, I think, good for kids to experience that in a household. Mm -hmm. how, how do you guys see that as far as what your kids are being exposed to in your house as you guys launched this, have launched this business uh, two years ago? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we see it all the time because even, well, our older daughters, they, they've seen us right since the beginning, but they had already developed. Ileana is our four-year-old, um, so she's been with us since, the start of the business and you see it in how she plays so she doesn't play like pretend like a horse or she gets a little table she puts stuff from around the house and she's like does anybody want to come to my store i'm Aww. selling this i'm selling <laughs> this and she'll be like okay what would you like and you ask for like strawberry ice cream she's like i don't have strawberry ice cream but i have this and it's $100, you know, like, <laughs> so I think that that's like a representation of her just seeing her mom and dad um, since she was a baby mm -hmm. talk about transactions and how we're going to like, oh, we don't have this, but we can offer this, you know, so. And apparently charging a high price. For yeah. Charging, <laughs> charging yeah. what you're worth. It's, it's the value, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, me and my husband were talking about this weekend, too, because, again, I was not entrepreneurial minded I wasn't raised to be an entrepreneur at all my mm -hmm. dad even owned business and I was like that looks terrible like mm -hmm. ew, <laughs> it's not something I want to do 
But a lot of what we talked about was more around the mindset that we plan on or we're raising our kids to have the mindset of you control your reactions to things and your Mm -hmm. actions and you can build whatever life you want. How is that coming into play with your kids versus, you know, growing up and and just kind of figuring it out on your own? Yeah. So you guys are uh, setting the stage. Yeah. Um, because we are taught right at a young age that nine to five, you're mm-hmm. going to go to school and you're going to learn this. And that's the only way the Ford um, model. that's what we were taught. And we went to school and we tried it out and guess what? It wasn't for us. Um, and so, um, yeah, I feel like we're teaching the kids that there's other ways, um, to, to do things, you know, like to be business owners. And it's mm-hmm. a great thing, you know, having a trade. It, when COVID hit, uh, it was an awesome thing for us to be able to, hey, we have something that we can provide to uh, our community um, that's going to be helpful. Um, so I don't know. Um, I feel like it's good for them. Yeah, I w- I've taken an unschooled approach with Brooke where, I mean, she, she really only does like one day a week of any kind of schooling. The rest of it is like she's having fun being a kid. You can you have access to everything you need on the Internet, but she's learning about entrepreneurship. And one of the things I'm teaching her is, is how because I run teams of people, right? <coughs> I'm not about getting myself a job that I can't get out of. I'm, I'm about mm-hmm. teaching her how to build a team. What do you want to do and build a team around you mm-hmm. so that now you have leverage going out? So that's kind of how I'm approaching, you know, the job world. To mm-hmm. Brooke is like to her point. You can do whatever you want. What do you want to do? Okay, mm-hmm. well here's an. You can go do it. You can go be a barista at Starbucks mm-hmm. if you want to. Go have fun with it, right? But there's not longevity there mm-hmm. as far as what you're going to make build a life for yourself. But have fun. But it's like if you want to make real money, you have to leverage. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just. Otherwise, I'm, even attorneys will charge 350 bucks an hour, but there's only so many hours you can work in a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny sure. that you say that, Mark, because uh, that $350, that our, our, our lawyer ca- uh, charges us $500 <laughs> an hour. <laughs> yeah. so, it's like, well, um, who is your lawyer? <laughs> yeah. I've got so an attorney you should probably talk to. Yeah. He <laughs> no, he's great. We just, yeah, we he's just, we just won uh, a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. what matters, right? $500 yeah. to save uh, a thousand. No, but, uh, but going back to that, uh, my, my daughter, I had told her that this lawyer makes $500 an hour. And I, I had made a reference to that, um, to a job. Uh, one of my first legal jobs was um, Chick-fil-A, uh, that I actually had a W-2 and everything. Before that, everything was just cash, and mm. people were just mm-hmm. paying The good old like days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> $15 but, a day but under the table. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I know, but you know yeah. what I mean? But uh, I, I remember starting, too, I think I was like like 18 years old, and uh, I think I was like, I was like seven twenty-five an hour, and I was thrilled but i i i made that reference to her and i was just like i i made about 300 dollars a week of a week's worth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of, of a whole week of my time and she started kind of like seeing the difference and she's like well why like why does why do they have to work that much and then they have to work this much so it's really cool that i'm making her like think about this and like ask these questions mm-hmm. and that's aria right yes yeah. yes yeah. Oh so aria's gosh. like I was like, you can come work with us on the weekend handing out flyers. I'll pay you minimum wage. She was like, what's minimum wage? I was like, oh, you know, like seven something. And she was just like, yeah, no. It's not <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it's not worth my, my time. time. is worth more than that. <laughs> That's good. So critical thinking, that's another thing. That yeah. We, and I don't know that they do well in that with that in schools, teaching yeah. critical yeah. thinking skills. Yeah. And it, it's funny because Fabian was also in a – 
kind of nine to five, right? Because you worked with other companies for so long, and that was kind of our our. We were afraid to make the jump into having our own business, um, so changing your mindset was. Yes, what that's very true. So I used to work. Uh, I used to work for two of the largest companies in San Antonio, and uh, man, they would they they trained me to be the guy. So I would I would wake up in the morning, and then they would have all my day uh, scheduled out. Nothing would fall off schedule. Everything would go as planned. I would have all my team. Uh, you know, I have I have the dispatch. I have um install team i have everyone like supporting me so i just get there i do what i have to do and then i get out and someone comes behind me and then just takes over so it I sounds was like a great business model yeah, yeah. So For i sure. was gonna ask like what are you taking from that experience that you're putting into your own business and what are you doing differently yeah, so with so with that, I I was able to see a lot of things on the employee side, but I was also uh, able to see a lot of things on the management side. Mm-hmm. I was able to see like how much they pay, what do they pay out their employees, what mm-hmm. their um, um, what is it, the P and L sheets and um, their EBITDA, um, all that good stuff. So I, I I I was able to take that, and I was also able to take relationships from that because one of uh, the general manager of one of the largest companies in San Antonio is actually our business mentor. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he is uh, guiding us towards the right path. Um, he's managing a business that uh, he's managing a company that's producing 150 million dollars a year. That's so all. Yes. So he's running. He's running a big machine. So it's. Um, it we're really blessed. Yeah, grateful to have yes. him in our corner to guide us along the way and to have all those relationships. So the whole so the whole time so the whole time I I, I had started uh, air conditioning I wasn't like from the beginning I I, I started as a helper but I n- I didn't have that helper mindset I I wanted to be sitting w- where the guy on top was mm-hmm. so why do you want to be on top though why do I want to be on top is it is it the money is it the the because f- it's not a whole lot of freedom it's it's freedom in decision making right mm-hmm. but there's also mm-hmm. all that responsibility that comes with it. There's whole other set of headaches that come with owning a business and operating a business why did you want to be that in that position because i wanted to provide what that man on top provided to me Uh. and all his other employees Mm -hmm. like if like if he if he was able to do that like i wanted to be the one that would do that that's a really good reason to do that Mm -hmm. yes yes he said that a lot of times Yes, I a, and um, I I wanna I wanna give someone a life that they gave me, and if it, I mean if someone if someone comes up to me and gives and shows me passion and they have the passion for it and they're they're willing to work, I will show him everything. I don't have any secrets. I don't keep anything back, mm-hmm. and I I literally will show him everything to to get where I am. Um, well, I think when people look at the business world, they look at kind of like that Fortune five hundred CEO cutthroat step on people's back but there's a whole level of this abundance mentality business owners that Mm -hmm. they want to pour into other people and if you want to go out and form your own business i'm gonna i'm gonna do everything i can hand to help you with that Mm -hmm. instead of oh you're gonna take business away from me when you were forming that relationship with your mentor because it sounds like you met them obviously probably got to know them for a little bit or is it something where after you'd already left and started your own thing you met them no fabian's known um him for since he started at since day mm, one so yeah. he saw me as a helper like yeah. pretty much just start with the company 
Yeah. So to to now he just appreciated your ethic, your attitude, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and your skill. Yeah, as well. and uh, I'm <coughs> coming coming forward toward uh, like to asking him like was is really really cool because he didn't even hesitate. Yeah. He, like he, he just I said was yes. telling him, I was like, just ask him, just ask him, because I'm a part <laughs> of. <it. laughs> I, she she yeah. got, you got the posture right and everything. <laughs> just ask. <laughs> no, because I'm a part of. Um, I joined this program. It's really cool. Um, the resources that we have here in San Antonio for small businesses. So it's a part of the city of San Antonio. It's a mentor protege program. Shout out Mario. Um, <laughs> And it's been great, right? So you take all these free courses at the beginning, QuickBooks, how to do marketing, a, a bunch of like, um, there were there were like three, four hour courses that you would take. And then once you finish the first phase, you have to find a mentor. And then that mentor is with you for either a year or two years. I don't remember. And they're helping you meet once a month, sit down, go over P&Ls and what your goals are. And they just help you with anything. Hey, I need help with managing my technicians. I need help with this. And they help you throughout. So I needed to find a mentor for me. And I wanted him. And I was like, <laughs> my love, just go ask him. Ask him. Ask. And then one night I was like, I'm not going to leave until you ask him. Ah, there we go. And then he did. He, he put him on speaker. And he was like, hey, do you think you do this? He was just like, yeah, let's go. I was like, you see? <laughs> Why did you do this a long time ago? So the willingness, it, it was awesome. And also, we're like that. All our, all of our best friends have um, companies in the HVAC business, plumbing business, like, um, and there's enough for all of us to eat. So, if somebody can't take a call, they'll call us. Hey, Fabian and Sam, I know you guys are up all night. Can you take this call for us? And then they hand it over. Likewise, if we need somebody else's help, we'll. Hey, JC, can you help us out? He's like, yeah, for sure. So it's it's a pretty neat network that we have. Yeah, Mark, we are a 24-hour service company, so we answer yeah. our phone all the all time. All the time. And so we take the kids with us, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So who's answering your phone? Both of us. Yeah. Really? Whoever has the phone. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, when you're ready for uh, remote staffing on that, I can help you. Well, it might be. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> it's yeah, kind of cool to be able you know, to. I, I, I also got that option to, like, to get an answering service and all that, but I don't know. I think I think for now, since we are a smaller company, it's really, really personable to, to, to answer who, who is going to actually go or, you know, my wife and, you know, yeah. just rather than just someone hired. So here, let me play devil's advocate on that for just a second. Tell me. I totally get it, right? Yeah. Especially when the budget's always a concern. Mm -hmm. Got it, 100%. But and, and I'm going to put this to Heather as well. So Heather's my business coach. I think I told you guys that already, mm -hmm. right? Yes, yes. So um, there's I do a lot of networking. I meet a lot of business folks that they're like, I, you know, my customers know that I'm the one that answers that phone and I'm there for them and I'm blah blah blah. And I'm like, all right, cool, I get it. But before I give my opinion on it, Heather, what's your opinion on that? Well, I work with a lot of different types of businesses, and you know, there are the ones that it's it's very service oriented and personal. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the communication piece is the most important. Will mm -hmm. someone answer the phone mm -hmm. and at least give me an expectation? Because very few people that are reasonable in this world, which let's be honest, there are some Karens out there who mm -hmm. would not fit this <laughs> mold. But very few reasonable people expect you to drop everything that you're doing right now and run to them unless it's like a life-threatening emergency. Firefighters, you don't count if you're listening here. Um, but if you're able to say... I acknowledge your need and I can be here at this time. That communication puts people at ease. They know what to expect. They know when to expect you. So 
when you start growing out, because I understand right now it's it's your baby. This business is your fifth child, <laughs> really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but as you start growing out, if you can give your customers that peace of ni- mind that I acknowledge that you have the need and I'm going to be there at this time, that gives you guys the leeway to, you know, not drop everything. Mm-hmm. So like with, I mean, I'm a small business guy, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and but I always set the expectation. And I have one person. I don't have an answering service, right? I have a person. Mm-hmm. Leslie's going to do this. Or actually, I have a podcast person, Alvin. Alvin will be in touch. He's mm-hmm. the one who's going to take care of you. I just always set that expectation first. But what that means is that I don't have to be by the phone. So that when I'm meeting with somebody, if I don't grab that phone call, it's missed mm-hmm. or whatever. So it's like somebody's always there. But I always just set that expectation. So Because I know you guys want to scale. I know you're looking to grow. Mm-hmm. Just yes. that's it's okay to not be that person. So mm-hmm. if that's helpful, anyway. No, yes, yes. Also, um, <clears throat> since uh, since we started, I've been handling the phone, so everyone's getting used to me, 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 me. <laughs> uh, so we, I, I I recently just switched over, uh, gave Samantha over the phones because I'm ha- I'm handling a lot out in the field, so um, I'm taking a little bit of workload off me, and uh, people are calling her and they're and <laughs> they're like. I, I, is Fabian there? Uh, <laughs> no, is there anything I can help you with? No, just have Fabian call me. Why did you do this? Because I had been telling her from yes, the beginning, let me take the phone. It w- it, uh, so I, I blame that on myself. So you, yes, so you guys totally have four right. kids. So yeah. again, it's look at, you know, th- you'll have to transition again when it comes mm-hmm. to, and it's okay, right? I mean, it's okay to, as long as they're not expecting to do a walk through their, ho- their home and solve a, an HVAC issue mm-hmm. with this person on there. That's not what this is, right? Mm-hmm. That's a, okay, let me get Fabian on the phone. He'll call you. It's just a segue. It's just that person that it's, we just, to Heather's point, we just want somebody to answer the phone when we, when we call mm-hmm. and we want to know that we're going to get taken care of. It doesn't have to be the owner. Yeah. So Absolutely. once you guys get past that point, that's a pain point, especially in the contracting world of people will do a good job and then they get referred and then they get overwhelmed and don't show up. So being able to set yourself apart with that communication is big. And you guys are doing it a little bit differently than most startup AC companies, Mm -hmm. because most of the time people start AC company, they knock doors, they get a lot of residential work and then they try to scale up into commercial. You guys kind of flipped that business model you do mostly commercial work and you're actually working your way into residential Mm -hmm. so what allowed you to start with that commercial what what gave you that direction and focus fabian's relationships with um other contractors yes definitely general contractors also we started the company with uh like literally like it, it in the middle in the middle of the pandemic um hardly any money i think we got our, our tax return and then we used mm-hmm. that to buy equipment for our first job and then mm. and it was a commercial job with yes it was a yeah. commercial job too so um and then as, as several of my best friends are general contractors so they do they do a lot of work on high-rise buildings and um they have like property management companies huge property management companies so that's mm-hmm. how we started uh you know, commercial maintenance plans and stuff like that. Um, but everything else has been word of mouth. So mm-hmm. a- everything else like residential um, has been word of mouth, but um, commercial can get a little um, uh, stressful. So mm-hmm. yeah, let's talk <laughs> about this. Yeah. What's stressful about the commercial jobs? Uh, oh. it, uh, just hard, hard, you know, the units are on the roof rather than you just walk in through the door of residential and they're right there in the closet. Or they're in the attic space like mine is. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's better than ha- having to climb a two-story roof. You know, where's the ladder? Where's that ladder access? Are you scared you know? of heights? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's instead of having outside. a customer behind you, you have the sun behind you, and it's yes. like, Fabian, are you done? <laughs> well, and commercials sometimes can be 30, 60, 90 days out on, mm-hmm. on, yes, on that, accounts receivables, too, as whereas yes. the homeowner is, okay, we're done. Mm-hmm. You know. So being a newer company, you know, you started this with your tax return and commercial jobs generally are accounts receivable 30, 60, 90. How do you guys manage that as a newer business? Is it a line of credit? Are you doing this all cash? Um, it's been all cash up until recently. Um, so we flipped our first job and just have been going with that, right? Mm-hmm. But another awesome resource is Lift Fund. We just recently got approved for a small a small loan through Lift Fund. So that's keeping us. It's just like a little cushion just for like winter for our employees and also to build our credit up, right, so that we could get bigger loans or bigger lines of credit. Can um, you spell that? Lift Fund, L-I-F-T-F-U-N-D. Okay, Lift, Lift Fund. Gotcha, mm-hmm. okay. Want it in a sentence, Mark? Learn, I lost it. A little bit of fire back. Oh, <laughs> no, you got jokes. Aiden's right. <laughs> used to it. <laughs> She's the funny one. Yes. <laughs> no, well, but I like it because right? I feel like a lot of newer business owners, especially when they're no, just yes. getting started, can be kind of scared of a line of credit, mm-hmm. um, and that a lot of the time will keep them from going into the commercial world because mm-hmm. they have to. It's basically you have to have the cash to be able to float the payroll, the materials, and everything until you get paid. So what was your mindset going into finding lift funds and, and really starting on that line of credit? No, you're, you're right. Uh, completely scared. Uh, all our lives, right, we're told debt is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Do not go into debt. It shackles mm-hmm. you, and you, know, um, and you do feel like you're drowning. But we found um, by reading all the books, all like Ken Goodrich, all these books that we read, right, that – you need credit and in order to get credit you need to get like in debt a little bit right but not in debt you're paying it off it, you don't go over your head you um so it was scary at first and then we didn't have the financial literacy coming from where we came from i mean we're we're from brownsville texas you know we grew up poor we grew up whatever money you have spend it because you might die tomorrow that's yeah. how we grew <laughs> up yep. um so we we didn't have the good credit scores we didn't w- so it was just a lot of like small business um departments speaking with people like renee from there trying to figure out what we could do to get our credit score up to get um that line of credit and luckily for us live fun just communicating with the people from there and kind of like begging like hey just take a chance on us like we we really we really need it it's it would be really helpful for us in the future and then it just worked out so it also really sucks when you get denied you know what i mean yeah. mm-hmm. you try you try so much and you you want you want to go to the next step and you just need a little bit of help and um i mean luckily i have friends and that like there's been there's been times that like i I really need something, and like my friends really, really help me out. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yes, it's like it, it, it's really, it's really discouraging uh, too because just constantly getting, uh, you know, denied, 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 and trying to get a vehicle. Um, yeah. Like like right now, we're currently renting a vehicle through. Um, Fluid. Uh, it's called Fluid Truck Share, and mm-hmm. uh, we rent it weekly, and um, they. They're they're they have allowed us to put you know logos on it and our magnets so we're 
just running through with that right now for for the meantime um as as our credit starts building up and we can get um uh, a vehicle loan and it's crazy too because we're pay we're literally paying the payment of mm -hmm. this rental yeah. but on paper credit says that we can't afford it yeah yeah so yeah. So, mm -hmm. a bit, but getting lines of credits and loans like that is important so that we can you know buy a vehicle on our own so that's like a biggest is that the biggest challenge you guys are really kind of having right now yes. yes for yeah, sure i would that say Cash that's the only challenge challenge we've had so far is the financing what about uh as i heard like finding technicians you know finding good employees is difficult now is that not an issue for you well we have a great technician chris and uh, we just have a helper now jose we hadn't we hadn't really been looking uh just because we couldn't afford anybody so we didn't want to hire somebody and then not be able to put food on their table so not that's what lift fund has provided for us right that stability so that we could have chris mm -hmm. and jose on our team mm -hmm. um but chris has been great i think again it's the relationships fabian has built where he's just like i know these people um but it might be an issue that we have because we've heard also that it's hard to find people that will do the job like you want it especially when you have somebody as meticulous as Fabian, because his his work, if you see it, you're just like, wow. You you might not even know about HVAC, yeah. but you look <laughs> at it and you're like, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, um, for like part of like uh, hiring and everything, that's really really scary for me because uh, it's a huge liability. Someone could flood a house, burn mm -hmm. a house, blow up a house. So um, whenever like part part of a the first year, the first year that we were in business, I was contracting like just my friends and subcontractors. So they would they would help me out, but I would never leave them on a job. I would always oversee everything. Mm -hmm. it, uh, just just up until now uh, that we hired Chris, um, he rode he rode with me for a couple months just so he can see the way the way I like things. And then every call, I tell him to call me, take pictures, and mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. there's a lot of communication whenever he goes out and there, there's a call. Do you guys keep track of your jobs by taking photographs? There's like mm -hmm. certain software, right, that you can upload all your stuff to as a record mm -hmm. of your work. Yeah, yeah. we use Housecall Pro. So with yeah. each job we're at, um, they're supposed to be taking pictures. Um, so we could show our, our clients also, mm -hmm. like, hey, this is what happened. This is how we fixed it. So it, it's a good point of reference also if we need to go back for model numbers, serial numbers, stuff like that. When it sounds like, a lot of the entire business you've built up has been based on the relationships and getting help from the relationships that you've already built. And that will probably be a credit to you in the future. What's been a commonality between everybody you've subcontracted to or hired that you can point to that lets you know that they're going to be the one to do the job well? Um, man, you could really just tell when you sit down with someone. And I think more so when you when you ride in a truck with someone, mm. because it's like one thing is having a conversation, going to have lunch. Um, another thing is actually having him in your truck, um, whoever, and just being with him all day and every day for a week or two. And you get to pick up on if if uh, going to be a good fit yeah, on little <laughs> things, on little things, you know, like uh, when you go inside a customer's house, how, how much are they respected? Did they put on the shoe covers? Did they? Are are they making corners? Are they, you know, I am, I'm very adamant, and I, I I make I make sure that whoever whoever I bring in the house, I tell them, hey, watch this, careful this, 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 because I've seen it all. So I I tell them scenarios that have happened, and 
you know, they, they, they get shocked and they get surprised, but I pretty much see it all. So have you come across someone who you were just like, absolutely not. I won't let you on a job. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> who was Absolutely. it? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so the previous company that I, I was that, like, that no, I don't say. <laughs> <laughs> so the previous company that I worked for, I uh, uh, I was given a lot of uh, a lot of responsibility. So I was I was able to manage like you know a couple people. Um, and uh, man, that was that was like my first step into business ownership. Was, uh, you know, handling other people. Uh, he he was literally doing drugs on the job. <gasps> yes, and it's a big no-no. Yes, <laughs> so <laughs> hard drugs too. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, what are some of the red flags if they're doing hard drugs on the job? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. <laughs> if it comes in a needle, it's probably not gonna be a good fit. Yeah. Yikes! Yes. So, um, challenge-wise, um, okay. So maybe when you get to that threshold of hiring, that's going to be a unique challenge. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you're nervous about or excited about uh both okay uh i i i do want to you know just like all the other uh, companies big companies that i that i worked for i want i want to set systems into play and so we can prevent like people like this from getting in there in here so like interviews um you know just just systems into play it's the same thing the mindset that you have towards look this guy was able to do a hundred million dollar business and 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 i want to be like that because i want to be able to do it well and create a world where or and a company where people want to come and work for and they do well at i have the same mindset with my team too Mm -hmm. i can definitely relate on that journey though you don't get to a hundred million without falling on your face mm-hmm. it's like mike tyson says everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth yeah. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. right and it, it just kind of wakes you yeah. up to the, these things are going to hurt but mm-hmm. it's actually leaning into them it's a posture thing it's mm-hmm. like i'm going to lean into those cha- those challenges that are coming i'm not i'm not afraid of them it's part of the job of being a boss is leaning into these challenges mm-hmm. and embracing them and taking your hits and, and moving on mm-hmm. what are your is there any part of the job or the business that that has got you a little nervous? Um, no. Um, I know that I I have full like confidence in the work that Fabian does, and we've tried other things before. Well, I've tried other things before HVAC, right? Because I was a stay-at-home mom before, so I've sold whatever you can think of. I've mm-hmm. done all those things, but I've always been like um, insecure about doing those things. And I was just telling Fabian not too long ago that I am a hundred percent confident. I have no worries when he and Chris goes, go out, um, to jobs. I don't have any worries. Uh, I don't, I speak to people so confidently about our business just because I've seen the work that he does. I go on the jobs with him sometimes and I could see the relationships that he's building. So nothing has made me nervous yet. Um, well, that part's taken care of. Yeah, because he's. But the administrative side. Of oh, administrative. You're gonna have to, if you're going to be in charge, because it's your company, you're a yeah. 100% woman owned company, right? I was gonna add that Lots one. of benefits <laughs> come from that. It's, yeah, it's you a, can just leave. It can, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can be like, I'm not coming in. Well, I feel sick. Yeah. I'm just a license holder. She's like, get out of here. You mean I could just fire you? <laughs> just kidding. No, no, you're right. Um, so the growth, the growth is what scares me. So. But I want to plan ahead, right? So that's why I've been. So the growth is what's unknown. It doesn't scare you. Lean into it, right? Okay, lean into it. Lean into it. it. Don't be afraid of it because it's like you know it's coming. Yeah, it How is. are you going to handle these bigger challenges? You don't get to 50 million, you know, 100 million, whatever it is, without these 
big administrative challenges. So right. he's going to be doing what he's got to do to build his team out, right? Mm -hmm. That's part of it. But the administrative stuff, the operations side, has to run well, too. Yeah. So, But there's going to be lots of cool stuff. And I know Heather knows this world really, really well when it comes to the pieces and the parts and the expectations and all of that knowledge. Mm -hmm. How are you going to tackle that? By reaching out to whoever I can. Because your mentor, right? Yeah, my mm -hmm. mentor. Mentor is going to be great along those for the, your big piece. Mm -hmm. I, I like to say this a lot, too. I'm not prideful at all. I know well, I don't know it all. And I'm not afraid to tell somebody like, hey, I don't know what I'm I don't know what this means. I don't know what I'm doing. Can you help me out? And I've said it so many times to people that I talk to. But but it's true. I'm just not prideful at all. I want to succeed. I want to grow this company. Um, we started this company as 100 percent woman owned um, for our daughters because we only had our, our three girls. We have a son now, but it was for them to show <laughs> them. Right. <laughs> to show them like, hey, you can do it all. You you can be in a predominantly male world mm -hmm. and and rock it, you know. Um, so I, I'm not prideful at all. I need to succeed. This is not a if I, you know, I have to so I could show my daughters and my son um, that it could be done. So I'm not afraid to reach out to whoever I have to. I mean, I might be calling you Heather, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, so those are things that make me nervous, but I know that I'm not going to fail. So it's getting the knowledge. Mm -hmm. Super important because Same when you're Mark, it, it, it like takes away some of that fear mm -hmm. because usually it's fear of unknown. I don't know what's going to happen here. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to take my business from from one million to five million. There's a difference. It looks mm -hmm. different. It acts different. How do I do that? And that's why having the right connections in your life can mm -hmm. help with that. So you can just keep leaning into it. And I have a little bit different take on it. I think if the why is big enough, you'll figure out the how. Yeah. And so if you yes. guys have, and it mm -hmm. sounds like you do, you've got, why do you want to do this? For your family, to show them that you can do it, to build a life for yourselves. Mm -hmm. And when you fall flat on your face or when things happen that you don't expect or you're faced with challenges, because we all do, if you haven't sat at home at the end of the day and put your head in your hands and thought, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? Mm -hmm. Then you probably haven't been an entrepreneur for yeah. long enough, okay? <laughs> like, yeah, why am I doing this? Yeah. There's an analogy that says if you're, if you're not sitting on the edge of your seat, you're taking up too much space, right? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we've all had that moment of, oh, my gosh, this is really hard, and why am I doing this instead of just getting paid to show up? Mm -hmm. But if you've got a big enough why, if that reason you're doing it is important enough, you'll figure out the how. Mm -hmm. No matter who you have to talk to, your mentor, you, you find the information, and I think you guys have that. Yeah, and, and your why is really twofold. It's for the kids, and it's also for the community. That's yes. definitely mm -hmm. come out. For sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, we are. It's 30. We're already well yeah, into past. it, so we got to <laughs> wrap up. But if, if folks want to get in touch with you guys, what's a easy way for them to find you? All about acnheating.com. You give us a call at 210-274-1088. Instagram, Facebook handle, all about AC. Um, yes. All about AC is for Facebook. All about AC and heating is for Instagram. All right, guys. Well done. So it was pretty easy, right? Not yeah. Hard. Okay. We could keep you here all day. <laughs> <laughs> I know you could. <laughs> <Baby's> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. As we wrap up the show, quick reminder to check out our latest podcast or catch video version of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. That's going to be it for us. Great job, everybody. And we'll see you on the next one. Thank you.